Welcome everyone to your Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here we are inside 10 days, a week from tomorrow, the seventh and final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Bows. I've seen the first three. I'm really excited for you to be able to check these out. I think there's a wonderful fan fervor over uh, where the show is headed. I mean, obviously the time travel stuff out there, if only because of the ending of season six, Uh, but some of the set photos, uh, I saw some uh, concept art for costumes uh, today. So I think that stuff rolling out at a good pace, getting people excited. Um, I think too, Pete, to know that it's the end in August, that's going to be sad. The journey has been a good one. And I think that, you know, I think of some of the some of the rougher areas in season five, some of the more threadbare portions of most of season six, I, I feel like we can watch this seventh season with nothing but love. Even if there are little moments here, hiccups, misfires, whatever, it's this is the victory lap, not... I don't know, not the middle of the arch, not the keystone holding everything up. And that's just it. This is 13 episodes to come back one more time. You square up the nostalgia. You give everybody the feels here at the end. You put everybody in the proper places, at least as you see it. And I, I think it's it's very difficult at this point to screw that up. The unique time travel nature really the the only way you can do this i mean we knew that season five could have been it and may have at one point been it um last year was not the year to go out on i mean imagine if the show ended that way matt there would be full scale uh furor this is the opportunity to come back and and to put everything in its proper place and you know seven seasons of a of a marvel tv show by far the most of any no one else has gone past three um you know legendary status and uh you know from everything i've seen so far what it should be i think too and i don't mean to skip overly to the end but as we preview this seventh and final season i think we can start to think about show legacy and things like that the the show will be wrapping up at a place in pop culture uh perpetuity that maybe did not exist when the show started i mean yes there have been these things that go away and come back um i mean star trek comes to mind of course i mean even you think of all the times that lucille ball came back to play lucy you know if, if you don't know that there was more than one lucy show there was like three or four uh but you think of this you think of this world now with streaming with binging with kind of that nostalgia get whether it's um you know whether it's friends coming to hbo max well i have my questions about hbo max but that's maybe a separate podcast uh or some of these other legacy shows you know the office parks and rec etc and when they hit streaming or when they are the, the the linchpin of a new streaming service, how that now kind of gets the fans whipped up. You see that recently with uh, Community coming to Netflix. So, Pete, I know that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been available for streaming on Netflix for forever. Also the on entirety Hulu. of its run. Yeah. 
and that in many ways is the new normal. I wonder at whatever point the ABC Netflix shield deal runs up and whether that's a year, two years, five, whatever it is, when eventually Disney plus is able to say all 130 plus episodes, does that then become a jumping off point for, you know what, let's do that Disney plus shield movie at a budget, or let's go in and do a spinoff of this or that, you know, shield Academy with director quake or whatever it might be. My point is Pete, we're not looking at the end. I think of shield for forever. I think that we're looking at the end in August of shield for a chunk of time, but nothing really goes away in pop culture. I, I agree with you there. You know, the, the popularity of the show has diminished. That is the nature of, of everything, particularly when you're talking about a long run of seven seasons, which is, you know, the ideal expectation at this point of, of any show. You think of these limited pilots that, went directly to season orders because pilot season was completely disrupted and everything like that. They are sitting there now in the warm, uh, hopeful glow, maybe seven seasons. Maybe we'll get there. We'll get to that promised land. We will carve out our niche in the TV landscape for that long. And this show has withstood the test of time. I mean, Matt, we are seeing it week to week with our Netflix parties. We've been watching an episode from each season uh, the past several Saturday nights at 10. And, you know, the show holds up. The, the show continues to have a place. And like I said, that diminished popularity happens with everything. But this show's not going anywhere. This will always have a place and steadiness to that i mean come on clark gregg he's the core of what marvel is you know it's funny looking at the calendar knowing that you know we're a week and a day away from it uh from it airing i have to admit i'm surprised all these weeks and months later i'm surprised that agents of shield season seven has stayed on the schedule for summer 2020 that no stumblings of ABC regular season shows brought it up. None of the early end to seasons courtesy of coronavirus impacted it. Heck Pete, as you see the CW officially stamping the start of its, uh, I'll say fall. That's probably the wrong word. It's start of the 2020, 2021 season is going to start in January, 2021. They have, you know, they've set that very clearly as you see CBS today releasing its fall schedule with the schedule, but no premiere dates for anything. I'm partially surprised that here we are eight days out and it hasn't been an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mondays at eight, nine, ten, whatever this fall to fill a hole. I guess it's deal with deal with everybody being home and looking for stuff now and worry about the fall come fall time. I mean, I guess there may have been some temptation in the past two months. Can we put it on a little earlier? But they haven't been struggling for content. At least ABC hasn't. You look around, you know, AMC is now airing uh, creep show episodes from its horror streamer, Shudder, that I watched on a free trial back in October. And they're airing that in you know, better call Saul's time slot. They're airing that 
on on Sundays or Mondays uh, to try to keep viewers around. So there are some that are are scuffling for content. Um, you know, the the streaming world being what it is too. There's only so much life left in these broadcast models. And, you know, we've seen a little bit with CBS. Now it's dipping into, uh, for prime time, it's movie backlog, you know, the Sunday night movie and, and that type of thing. Uh, but they stuck to their guns, man. I, I have to give them credit that, you know, when we got that renewal, no, it's not a six season renewal. It is a sixth and a seventh and seventh is final season renewal. They are each 13 episodes. They filmed the end of the series last year. August as we were watching the end of the sixth series, the end of the sixth season. And uh, yeah, they've, they've held to a plan. I really, really have to honor them. And again, with what I've seen so far, you know, they, they have stuck to what they have planned to do. Certainly ratings wise, we'll see if they're the beneficiary of all the previous seasons readily available on the number one streamer in the country. Uh, as well as Pete, it occurs to me, you know, in the course of this podcast thing, uh, I've learned all sorts of things along the way. Uh, I'm not really a business news kind of person, but I did read something on Deadline in the last week that I was like, oh, that does this sound like a cool thing, but it makes sense. It's that generally speaking for broadcast TV, um, networks need live sports and live sports need networks, which is to say you need the, the game to be broadcast on a network. Uh, on a broadcast network, so a huge audience. Um, that's going to bring big eyeballs, which is then going to bring, bring big uh, ad spending, which, of course, is only going to happen if you have big events, which are sports events. All of this is a preface to say, Pete, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. might have been up against a very big sporting event this summer in the 2020 Olympics, and then it would have been, you know, oh, well, it, it would have done better, but, you know, if not for the fact that there's a really compelling high jump story going on this Wednesday at 10 or that, that sort of thing, as, as many people, not all, not you, Pete, uh, watch the Olympics, they don't even have that. So, yeah, I know there was debate online when the schedule for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7 was revealed and, oh, is Wednesdays at 10 a banishment or this or that, but it's as clear an opening it's the best case scenario not to make light of the worst case scenario world that we're living in but for our little corner of agents of shield it's the best case scenario for how it can go out it's funny how things work out and here matt we have no black widow i i saw a meme today uh last year i got three mcu movies this year i'm i'm getting one and and that's it uh and and even then are there guarantees we're going to see Black Widow? Well, what if we're we're going through a another uh, another round of this at some point in the fall, like they greatly predict? Are you packing a movie theater to see that? That's where I think inevitably the the home uh, release thing is going to be figured out. I mean, the data is there with trolls, Matt. I don't know with a with a daughter yet, whether you got the the hooks into you yet for the, the Scoob movie or whether that's coming. Okay. Uh, at some point there's going to be a first run live action test of that. You know, there were some, some movies that 
dropped right as we went into shelter in place in March that I know two or three weeks after they, they brought them, but a lot of them were also rands. One of them was the, the Damon Lindelof, uh, written the hunt that had been controversial had been shelved right after a, uh, a mass shooting. So there's been no true test to that. I still have to wonder, you know, it, it'll be wonder woman or it'll be black widow. One of them is going to run the test of, okay, 48 hours this weekend, $40 for all the black widow or all the, uh, wonder woman 84 you, you want, uh, I mean, I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you that I'd, I'd at the very least consider it, if not take my money now. Um, to watch oh, I think I, I think if 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 the the uh, marketing conversation was shaped as follows, and I, I'll I'll cut to the quick of it. You know, if you're a marketing person, you can massage it so it sounds a little bit more a little bit more sexy to the ears here. But here's if the argument was this: you paid twenty dollars to see trolls. That's for kids. Pay forty dollars to see uh, to see Black Widow. If that was the narrative, somehow, if it was kind of massaged that way, of like you know Black Widow, more whatever, whatever, I'd pay. I would pay forty dollars right off the bat, which is interesting because I would not normally be paying more than the single ticket for myself, kind of thing. So, yeah, I think certainly time will tell. I do have to mention Pete, just because it's a movie or it's a it's a book that's near and dear to my heart. I know it's slightly it's a slightly different situation, but if you talk about a a big budget movie headed directly to a streamer, there is Artemis Fowl coming to Disney Plus on June twelfth. Yes, I know that's not going to generate kind of the you know the the, the pay per view click thing. I know too that theater owners didn't complain probably because the movie was not tracking very well. So there's there's that See, thing there. See, that's news that I hadn't even been aware of, and I I know that was a regular theatrical release. I mean the the Hamilton one I think on on Disney Plus is is going to be interesting. They've timed that very smartly for 4th of July. That that will dominate that weekend. That'll be this year's Stranger Things. Everybody will be be talking about that. Um but back to Shield, it's just funny how it works out. They're they are the game in town and all their patience and fortitude and everything else you know for for all that it looked that they had been left behind by the big universe they helped to branch this tv line tv bridge whatever we want to call it out from they're the ones holding it down right now i think it's really fitting i think it's really poetic and again clark greg ming wen Okay, and then everybody on down and even some new people we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. Um, yeah, just I, I'm I'm glad that they get this this moment and and this really unfettered opportunity to shine. Yeah, I mean, this is the curtain call, not just for the show, but also for the shield faithful in we the fans. You know, for as much as I was saying earlier, oh, this is a best case scenario kind of ratings wise do I expect to be amazed that, oh man, now all of a sudden they're pulling, you know, a 1.2, whereas previously it was hovering in a, in a 0.6, a 0.5, a 0.4. Um, eh, I mean, I think at a certain point you're not going to double your audience on a show that people largely were not watching anymore. If that makes sense. Um, there's not quite that entry point of, you know, and, uh, 
this season special you know special appearance by jack black and you know things like that to kind of inject a new audience but it it's 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 for we the fans that we get to enjoy this certainly yeah and again with the product that they've put out there the high production values the great storytelling the camaraderie of this cast um to to get one last shot knowing it's the end as opposed to might this be might it not can we get some more and like you said i i don't think we're gonna struggle to never see these characters again i i think there will be ways to bring it back whether it's a tv movie whether they spin off whether you know they find another creative way to do it Uh, i know i had mentioned it uh, on some marvel related podcast back around when uh when uh, Avengers Endgame hit Disney Plus and there was that director's commentary. But if if you're interested, word for word, dear listener, go to the scene in Endgame uh, that's got, um, that's got uh, Jarvis there in the 1970s. Listen to that portion of the commentary track because you can tell, as they note that Jarvis is the first Marvel TV character, you can hear the words forming that they're going to do a wink, wink, nudge, nudge as to, you know, the beef between Marvel TV and Marvel studios. And they just, <laughs> they just stop themselves. You know, I mean, you can hear it. They're revving up and then, uh, and they just kind of, they stop themselves. So again, this, this being the end, I mean, not literally the end. I know we have, this isn't completely the end of Marvel TV. We still have, uh, Hellstrom, right. And isn't there another, something out there i've kind of lost track at this point but it, no, it, we're down to we're down to hellstrom that which is crazy i still don't think we're you know i i know they've completed it they also completed a, a pilot called most wanted matt <laughs> pete they also completed at another studio they also completed a fun little project called new mutants which now has been Re, 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 redated for this upcoming August. And Pete, if it's if that's a super safe weekend, uh, that might be when you know a special theatrical release of uh, of Onward, or that could <laughs> I could easily get gobbled up again. Uh, Imagine if it's good. having a fifth reunion of a cast for a movie that hasn't come out yet. A uh, hundred years from now, when they're talking about the lost films. You know, it'll be, oh, there was this French thing in 1916. Oh, there was a silent movie that D.W. Griffith did. Oh, and there was New Mutants, you know, like the X-Men. They're going to say, what? For, wait, but like 100 years after after film cinema start, yep, yep, New Mutants has, has disappeared completely. Yeah. And, you know, mentioning as I did the, the cast, I mean, of course, we have the regulars, but we now know that Patton Oswalt has come back. No surprise there uh we have a uh, little uh, surprise i wasn't i mean i'm not yeah i'm not i'm not blown away by the revelation i mean to me it's not like oh my goodness how did they get him but i wasn't let me do this way pete much love to shield but that love is honest okay season six lots of not great stuff shoestring budget i think at times my hope is now in retrospect that they were told, all right, season six and season seven, your your per episode budget is blank. And they said, you know what? We're pulling 25% from every single season six episode uh, so we can have season seven be 
go out with a bang. So in my mind, it could have been, sorry, Pat Oswald, we'd love to have you, but you cost Pat Oswald money and we're trying to have enough paint to paint the back of the set here. So I was pleasantly surprised. I was expecting it all along. And then we've got the uh, confirmed addition here of a guest star uh, in Darren Barnett, who's coming over from uh, Never Have I Ever. And uh, I, I think will be an interesting uh, addition to the cast here, playing a character named Freddy. Uh, I feel this sense of anticipation and you know they haven't shared that much it's been some of the, the set photos in 1931 and all that some of the costumes that have us suppose it's going to be more than the 30s which is super exciting as well and i think could be done whatever the budget is i think you could you could easily do you know a pit stop in 1972 that kind of thing um i don't know to me the notion that our field crew is I don't mean even the actors. I mean, our characters get to go out and play dress up in the past and have all sorts of weird adventures. It, it It's just the perfect way to, to, to wrap things up. Pete, can you remind everybody when we will be podcasting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I know that it was dependent on a couple things the last time we spoke. I don't know that we have a full update, but when can people expect to hear the podcast? When should people get their thoughts in by, etc.? We are going to be bringing... Uh, agents of shield to our audience for the seventh and final season on Saturdays. So it'll be shield Saturdays fittingly Matt, with the Netflix parties that we've been doing on Saturday. Um, so it's going to air uh, a week from tomorrow night, 10 PM on uh, Wednesdays on ABC. And you'll have until Saturday morning to get us your thoughts there. We'll be recording those and getting them out to you. So the first one there due to drop for us on uh, Saturday, May 30th. Fun, fun, fun. Certainly look forward to that discussion. So as you said, Pete, if people want to share thoughts, emails, tweets, whatever, get it in Saturday by Saturday morning, Friday night uh, for, for sure. Especially if it's a, if it's a longer uh, email, that sort of thing. But this whole season, I mean, we're, we're so, uh, so filled with anticipation for it. And of course, we couldn't do it without those who go to patreon.com slash fantastic geek and support us. Yes, enables us to keep our entire backlog dating to the uh, initial beginnings of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, we're talking uh, pilot announcement. You can go back to that. Our patrons keep that up there. Any uh, of that content from 2013, the spring of 2013, Matt, think of it. We're in another decade now uh, doing it that long. And S.H.I.E.L.D. has has been the through line for us. And in many ways, Fantastic Geek, this is it's going to be a big transition in our history moving forward as this show closes up. But uh, get yourself over to patreon.com slash fantastic geek. Everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content. It takes just a dollar to get you in that door uh, and can't donate this month. We certainly understand. Uh, get yourself over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review and you can get something out of it. 
Indeed, Pete, we have a uh, a fun contest that's running that's going to be announced, I believe, with that podcast uh, of the first episode of episode 701. So the clock ticking there. Uh, if you leave a review on any of our podcasts, your name thrown into the hopper. And uh, Pete, what's the prize? We're talking about a Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker digital download release code. So uh, you get up to 19 entries, might be 20 by the time we're talking about that. Shooting around the old uh, Apple podcast application uh, situation there. Uh, But let us know that you've uh, put that up there. Get your name in the hopper and could be coming away with yet another giveaway. All sorts of goodies there on our Patreon page, but there's one thing, Pete. It's a freebie. It's talking to you on Twitter. How can people do so? You can find me on Twitter at uh, Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 11,322 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with a PH, all one word, like it today. Pete, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast will return on Saturday, May 30th, as you said. Until then, time for me to say adios to all the listeners and give you the final word. See you next week. Good night, sweetheart, till we meet tomorrow. Good night, sweetheart, sleep will vanish sorrow.